when you commit to your creative process, there are inevitable setbacks and failures, of course, but if you're committed to it, you will get there. I can't say when exactly, but you will get there because it's a matter of patience. Welcome to Tapping Creativity, a podcast for the creative community. Yes, it's a podcast for you. Whether you're looking for insight, inspiration, or community, you found yourself in the right place. My name is Matthew Temple. I am the host. And on this podcast, we go into questions, inspirations, challenges of the creative process. There, it's about connecting with other artists, hearing what other people are struggling with, their wins, their challenges. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, follow, share. If you really like what you hear, give us a thumbs up or give us some kind of review. And with that, let's hop into this week's episode. Welcome to the final episode of this mini section of the Tapping Creativity podcast. As we've gone through the nine P's for powerful and effective creating, this is the creative's handbook section of the podcast. Uh, We started uh, several weeks ago with an introduction to this work and then moved through the first eight P's. And today we will complete this work with the nine P's for powerful and effective creating creating. It's been a really exciting journey to go through all of this work. And uh, I'm just so excited that you are here, that you're still here, that you've come along on this ride. Uh, If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, always feel free to email me, matthew at matthewctemple.com. If you have missed any of the episodes, uh, I highly recommend going back and picking up at the beginning. This one will be on patience. And uh, if patience is what you're looking for, well, then uh, if that's really sort of like if you're a person that feels like, oh, I'm always just like, I don't have patience to to finish what I'm doing, um, then stick around and don't go listen to any of the other ones if you haven't heard them before. But if not, I would suggest kind of going back through and following this path that we've gone through on this creative's journey section of the Tapping Creativity podcast. So with that, uh, welcome to this week's episode. We are going to get started on patience. Now, when I teach screenwriting, I um, all my new students always think they know how to write a good story for the screen before they start. It kind of goes like this. I have good ideas, which I know are good. I've watched a ton of movies and TV, and I've read many books, and I've heard many stories, so I know I can do it. The problem is that that's a little bit like saying, I've watched every episode of Grey's Anatomy, and therefore I can perform brain surgery on you. Not the case. The thing is, though, I was a screenwriting student once, and I know exactly what that's like. Like, I was sure that my first screenplay was going to be a huge hit, and it would resonate with millions of people, and I was going to win an Oscar, and I would be famous, or at least be nominated. But becoming good at your creative craft is a lot like brain surgery, and brain surgery takes years of practice, and so does your creative endeavor, whatever you've chosen to be. And, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, if you've read Outliers or not, he gives valuable insight into the time that it takes to achieve mastery, which he pulls out at 10,000 hours. And so, you know, 10,000 hours. And when I look back and the people who I know who have been, who have been successful in, in a way, and you, we all have different variations or uh, understandings of what successful means, but successful in, you know, they've, it's the, what they've been able to do is their career and pay their bills and people know who they are. And, and 
it takes 10,000 hours. Yeah, you know, uh, a good friend of mine is a, a screenwriter. Has been very successful, um, and the amount of screenplays that he had to write before he sold one was quite a few. And he was a, he's a natural talent, like not someone. I mean, far more talented than I will ever dream of being. And yet, it still took him a bunch of screenplays and just pouring over it and working and truly studying that craft before he got his first break. And when he did, it was like, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's amazing. But it, it's not amazing. It's that he did the work. Um, really, like very, very few of us just pop out of our mother's wombs and we're Mozart and we can be seven years old and we can, you know, write symphonies. We just, we can't do that. Um, so we have to kind of keep growing uh, and keep, you know, you know, get good at being bad at it so that way we can get better and in order to do that, we have to be patient because you're being called to do some pretty big work here. So the work you do will touch those around you. And you may be fortunate enough to have your work seen by millions of people. And you may be fortunate enough to have a handful of little kids at the local library. Or maybe it's just your own children or grandchildren or your mom or your dad but you will touch people's lives with your work. And if you're going to do this big work, there's going to be a little bit of cleaning up of your priorities and your commitments. Because if you wanted to have a YouTube channel, for example, and you're not videoing that you know, regularly, then it's not your priority. If your priority is to write a book, but you're not writing regularly, that that's not your priority. Now, if you're stressing out about money and keeping up with all the new shows on Netflix or even slamming on a deadline at work or whatever it is, those are your priorities. And that's not a problem. It's just a problem. We don't acknowledge it. If my priority is writing a book, then I need to show up and do it. Cause I can tell you right now, my priority, I have a priority of paying rent and I pay it every month. Right? So that's clearly a priority for me. I want to have a roof over my head. That's important. Uh, I put gas in my tank. That's a priority. I have to have enough money to put gas in my tank because I don't want to run out of gas on my way to somewhere, right? That's a priority to me. So we just have to be really clear on what our priorities are. So if we be honest with what's happening, then you can also shift your priorities. And that's the thing. I can shift the priority when I'm honest about what it actually is. So you might be committed to all these different things, but when you commit to your creative process, there are inevitable setbacks and failures, of course, but if you're committed to it, you will get there. If you commit, you will get there. I can't say when exactly, but you will get there because it's a matter of patience. There's that old saying, you know, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. And, you know, I think you can probably say you, if you're anything like anybody that I've ever met, you make a bunch of plans and you say, I'm going to go do all these things today. And then you don't get through all of them, or I'm going to finish building my deck by June 1st. And then June 1st rolls around and it's not done. We often set up plans and we don't get them to all happen. And it's because we actually think that we can accomplish more than we can. It's just like an all you can eat buffet. You think you can eat more than you can. And a lot of those all you can eat restaurants count on that. But unfortunately, unlike a plate of half eaten bacon and eggs, the failure to hit on all the goals you set for yourself can become an albatross that you wear around your neck. And it's time to let that go. It's okay as long as you're doing it. Because if when that becomes this albatross, then it again, you come to this thing of, oh, 
I'm not good enough. All these other things come in and it's, you put too much food on your plate. You've, you've added too much, too much pressure. So I'll say it right now. You will never get it all done. And when you do get it done, it will take longer than you think. That is period. And that is the end of that story. It takes longer than you think it always does. And you will never get it all done in the time that you think you will. Things always take longer. I'm being a little facetious. Sure. There are times, but in general, all of these creative endeavors, they just take longer and that's fine. And eventually if you're kind to yourself and you see that you can persevere and you have patience, that means you don't quit you'll get a shocking amount done. And now patience is this really important thing because patience doesn't mean waiting to do it. And that's this big fallacy that people think is that, oh, you know, I'm waiting for the right time. No, the right time is now. Patience is not for the doing. It's for the completion and or any outcome. Okay. You have your plans. The universe has has its own. Work towards yours. But know that there are powers much greater than yourself at play. So you just keep working and be patient. Keep working and be patient. So in the show notes today, there is a worksheet. It's called a letter of forgiveness. And I want you to, if you're listening, you can just pause this right now. Uh, If you had a journal or something, this is the thing. I want you to write a letter to yourself, forgiving yourself for anything you've said that you would do, but you haven't. Forgive yourself for not being further along in your creative process or your creative life or this project than you are. So maybe it's, yes, maybe it's about the project or maybe it's other goals or dreams you've set for yourself, but go ahead and write yourself a letter of forgiveness. Okay. Now, ideally you'll read it out loud to someone you trust, um, but make sure that they don't try and make you feel like, oh, it's okay. Um, You've forgiven yourself. You know, you don't need pity or fixing and you don't need uh, sort of a pass. You just need to acknowledge it. You're forgiven. Be patient, show up. So that's it. We've just gone through the nine P's for powerful and effective creating. I hope that's been valuable to you. And I hope this is something that you can bring into your, into your life, into your creative work and just into your life in general. I hope that you're going to be taking new and more informed steps in your work one of the things that I want you to remember too, is that your life is creative. So one thing that can happen is as we start to do this work is thinking, Oh, I have to sort of bifurcate my time or my life. There's my creative life. And then there's my work and my kids and my family and my friends and everything else. But it's actually like our, our lives are creative. We can, these are not separate. Sometimes, you know, I hear people and I've done it myself. Like I need to have the perfect conditions. You know, once I remember I was having writer's block and I said, you know, I'm going to go rent a, a, a bed and breakfast somewhere and just write. And then of course I didn't get good work done. Uh, and I guess for some people that can work really well, but life is creative. Like it, this is not this thing where I have to go to somewhere far away. It's not this kind of like I create these perfect conditions. The conditions are never perfect. The perfect condition is whatever the condition is right now. It's as perfect as it's going to get. And that's a good thing. That's the way our lives are. That's okay. Um, you have what you need. You have time because that's the only, that's the one thing that we all have, you know, now how you choose to use that time will determine whether or not you create something that's important to you. Or if you wake up five or 10 or 21 years from now saying, you know, I wish I had done this other thing. 
the time that you have may be valuable. It may be precious. You may have a lot of demands on your time, but you do have time and you can bring that into my questioning of where am I going to allocate my time? That's a really important question because here's the thing. When, when people are on their deathbed have been asked about their regrets, um, they have, the thing is, is that people generally don't regret what they did. They regret, regret what they didn't do. And the crazy thing is that nothing is actually stopping you from doing what you want to do, except the way that you view it. Now, there's this famous uh, um, sort of illusion uh, pencil drawing you may have seen. It. It's called My Wife and My Mother-in-Law. You can find it online anywhere. And the thing is, if you see the wife, uh, but not the mother-in-law, then that's your reality. But the reality actually is that they both exist there. One of the perspectives of yours and your creative life and the other is your life without creating. It's just how are you going to look at it? All of the stuff is always there. So when you decide that what you need to do is your creative work and you decide that you have the time for it, you can do it. When you know that creating is not separate from your life, but it is your life. And then you don't need to make drastic changes to create. You just bring it into your life. It's there always with you. So the last thing I want to share uh, before closing is, um, you know, you probably heard this idea of being in the zone or flow is, uh, something there's been a lot of research done around this kind of getting in creative flow, um, and something that comes naturally, but, uh, we see great athletes and artists and entrepreneurs, and it seems to come so naturally to them. And I know that, I mean, I know some people who wrote their first screenplay and became very successful and famous from that one. I know people who enter into the flow state with ease, but that's not most of us. And it's certainly not me and it may not be you. Very often that actually takes effort and that's okay. And when I say effort, I don't mean that it's like hard or uncomfortable, but it takes effort. You can't sit on your butt and get a basket full of homegrown veggies. You actually have to go out and tend the garden. You have to water. It takes effort. It doesn't have to be hard, but it takes concerted effort. You know, you have to learn the systems that work to make plants thrive while avoiding pitfalls that make them die. And the creative life is like this too. It takes effort and concentration, seeing what works, fixing some of that, and then developing further for yourself. And, you know, one of the things when we get to the end of something, whether it's like, if we've come to this end, it's like, oh, now I know this stuff. Like I've listened, I've started, but really, we're really just at the beginning. This is just the beginning. And this is a launching pad and every day will probably will be because you're not going to get to a place where it's like a solid, specific, hard landing spot for your creativity where you're like, okay, now I've got it. Because if that's what you're also looking for, you'll probably find that you're going to be fairly disappointed because the more, you know, and the more you create, the more wisdom you gather, the further away you may feel from the greatness that you seek. Sometimes you'll hit your goals and keep, keep your processes going. And other times you won't. But if you love the work and you love the process, it's an exciting reality that creativity isn't a place that you get to. It's not an ending. That the work that you're doing is about discovering, which is going to mean that you're always going to be a little bit out of balance. You're always going to be like, ooh, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more this. I need a little bit of that. I, I This is really struggling. I'm struggling with this. That out of balance place keeps us moving. It keeps us seeking. It keeps us growing. So now you get to move forward with your journey with intentions, goals, processes, your practice, and let go of those specific attachments to outcomes. 
It's a great paradox. And I love that. The paradox is if you get stuck holding on to a goal, that's, you're going to miss all these other stuff that you're going to learn. And you may actually get way off track at the same time without a goal. It's really hard to get anywhere where you're going as artists, as creatives, really engaging with this work. Some of these paradoxes are really important. And anytime you can find a paradox where two things that are opposite are also true and important, well, that's a great place to be. So there's going to be one other worksheet uh, down below to really begin to consider as we've gone through these last 10 episodes. A few questions like, what has been your biggest win or one of your big wins? What has been your most profound discovery? What is your strategy to stay in integrity with your creative path? I didn't mention this before, but now that you've gotten here, if there's somebody that you think you'd like to do this with, feel free to share it with them and bring them in as an accountability partner see how that could work. I may have mentioned it before. If I didn't, well, now's as good a time as any. And then any other realizations or thoughts that you would like to journal about. So uh, that's really it. You know, that was you're at the beginning of this journey and now you get to move, you get to move forward. So, you know, there's all this stuff that we, that we can kind of look at. We say, oh, I've come all this stuff and I used to know all this stuff. And now I know this now, what you know now and where you're at is perfect for today. You're going to have to keep going. You're going to have to keep walking. Tomorrow, what you know today isn't going to be good enough for tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. It's good enough for today. Congratulations. We've made it. I've had a great time doing this, being here with you. And here we go. And I hope that each of your creative days moving forward brings new and new discoveries to the point where today, this moment of aha uh, is just simply a good jumping off point for some beautiful work that you're doing tomorrow and on into the future. And with that, signing off, have a great and uh, powerful, creative life and always be in touch. Tapping Creativity is brought to you in part by We Strive, a nonprofit organization that works to lead the world towards stronger, healthier, and more sustainable community. We Strive is currently at an exciting juncture in that coming out of the pandemic, it is in a place of looking to see how can it now, as a established organization, be of greatest support to the creative communities, as well as communities who are striving in any way they know how to engage in co-creating a better world. If you're interested in learning more, visit WeStrive.org.